Have you met my sister? Her name is Maddie Howard. She was stolen by the Goblin King long ago, but I didn't care enough to go after her. Years later, she emerged from the labyrinth as the foul dungeon beast we have all grown to love. God, it's so true. Celebrity chef Abby Howard is ready to take on the world with her groundbreaking approach to molecular gastronomy and library of rude quips. She has six Michelin stars and a chip on her shoulder. Look out for her reality cooking show coming up next season, Cooking Time with Abby. How did you know? <laughs> Maybe now Alton Brown will notice me. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted, is for Alton Brown to just notice me. And just be like, oh, wow, look at that, and then move on. Yep. And that's all I want. Yep. And then Thanks, I can Alton. die. So what have you been anyway. up to for the last, like, two weeks of your life? Oh, God, what have I been up to? Well, I went to Vancouver for Halloween. Cool. That was super fun. What did you I go as? I went to a haunted amusement park. Ooh. Oh, I, on Halloween... I went to see Goosebumps dressed up as some kind of blood sorceress or something. <laughs> I had some fancy face makeup on and like this elegant cloak that was quite warm and soft. Sounds good. Anyway, that was my time. What about okay, your cool. time? Let's see. Well, Brendan quit smoking this weekend. And Whoa. so, yeah, so he's been playing um, Grand Theft Auto Five for the past day and a half. I'm also doing National Novel Writing Month, and so I'm, like, sitting there on the couch watching him play and, like, trying to write a book. I still have, like, 30,000 words to go, and I'm pretty what sure... What is your book about? Um, it's about a software startup that is secretly a satanic cult. It's Hooray! Yeah, but I'm running out of plot, and I'm kind of like, oh man, I'm like almost at the end of the book, but I, I've only written like 20,000 words. It might just be a short story instead, and there ain't no shame in that. Or like short story a novella, or maybe I'll just like have the heroine get like kidnapped or something and keep it going for another 10,000 words, who knows. Um, you can have some kind of an entire second plot that happens with the same characters, but is unrelated to the first plot. Yeah. I love that kind of shit. <laughs> maybe I need more characters. Go in expecting one thing, and then it's like, oh. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Take me on this magical journey. But it's kind of supposed to be like an ancestor of like a Philip Marlowe kind of hard-boiled noir detective story thing. Mysterious shadows and basements and like dead bodies and all this other stuff. So maybe and I can And it would just... be so neat if you turned it into something else at the end. Like it wasn't... It was a hard-baked noir and then suddenly it was like... They're transported to the netherworld. Yeah, like it becomes some really sinister thing where it was a satanic cult and Satan is real. Satan is real. That actually oh. might be how I keep it going. We'll see. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I have to finish that by the end of the month. That's what I've been up to. And also, of course, watching Shoebox Zoo. So, this show was hard. <laughs> it was very hard, which is why it took us so long. Because uh-huh. every episode was 20 minutes, and basically it didn't have me hooked. In fact, every episode I basically hated it until episode 8. Mm-hmm. That's like four hours yeah. of watching. I don't know if I made it quite that far. I think I did, but then I like skipped ahead to other seasons to see what they were like. Oh man, second season is a mess. Yeah? But I watched the whole first season. Oh man, I think I might actually love it. What? Dude, I'll explain some of the stuff that happens in those last few episodes. Okay, I mean, there's only like 13 episodes per season, Uh so episode 8 to 13 are good. All all the other ones are not I feel like a show that is structured that way, like, they shouldn't trust you to hold on until episode 8. 
Yeah, it was hard, but I did it, and I'm so fucking glad. So, Shoebox Zoo is about a young girl who is forced to move to Scotland with her father, where, on her 11th birthday, she is approached by some old man in a junk shop and gifted with a box full of horribly designed, vaguely Celtic wooden animals. Soon, she discovers she has the power to awaken them from their slumber, and finds herself on a quest to locate the lost book of forbidden knowledge, which will not only free her animal friends from their wooden prisons, but will save the world from the evil alchemy of Toledo the Shapeshifter. Only she may undertake this quest, for she is the chosen one, which they remind us of at least once an episode, if not five times per minute. They let us know all the time that she's the chosen one. I'm sorry, is she the chosen one? I think so. No, sorry, I uh, was just making a joke. Bad joke, did work. I No, I was also joking, oh, Okay. which is, that was funny. Oh, so yeah. we should edit out the part where you don't do it. Okay, cool. It was funny. She was terrible. Marnie? Oh my god, Marnie sucked at first. And then eventually, I really liked her. Really? Because oh my god! At the at Dude, first, until I just episode like, eight, I hated her. Okay, so like so, Marnie is she's one of those kids who hates absolutely everything. Yeah. So she moves to Scotland. I mean, her goes mom to dies. An awesome looking private. Yeah, her mom dies of cancer, and it's really sad. But then uh, she just hates Scotland. She hates her dad. She hates everybody in her school, even though they're all like Scottish people. She lives in Scotland now. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, the she whole time hates I was these just little kind of animal like, friends. I would have like loved she awakens it. them, and then she's like, "What? Wicked these stupid animals! I hate them. Others oh, suck." Which is like, okay, so you just learned that magic is real. Can you imagine if mom and dad, when I was like, I don't know, 13 and you were like 11, just said to us, hey, by the way, we're moving to Scotland. Can you imagine how incredibly thrilled we would have been? Oh my god. I mean, okay, her mom dies. This is sad. But like... And maybe she wasn't so hateful before that. But where were they from? They were from Denver, right? She moved from shitty-ass Denver to amazing Scotland. I don't understand. And I don't know, there are all these cute boys in her class, and instead of being like, oh, cute boys, oh my god, magic is real with these animals, <laughs> instead she's just kind of like perpetually pouting. God, I think it's like one of those characters, specifically girl characters, who's supposed to be spunky because she hates everything, and it's like, I'm not like the other girls, I don't like stuff. I don't like but stuff. It, then you just wind up with a character who is unnecessarily cruel and jerkish about everything, yeah. and they have no interests, yeah. and that is not... A spunky character that's just a character that sucks and has no actual personality. But once you learn more about the wizards who are, like, fighting over this stupid book she has to quest after, and once you learn more about, like, the quest itself and, like, how she's doing in school, it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get why she's so pissed off that all this magic stuff is happening. For one thing, a lot of the times in school she gets in trouble for, like, magic stuff and she's like, fuck, ah, and the teachers think she's, like, this horrible student because she can't do any work because these magic people are always obsessing over this book like every single time they're with her they're like we have to go find the book marnie and she's like oh my god i have a test tomorrow morning (laughs) i can't do this tonight and then she like keeps failing stuff oh my god there's this one time in class where fucking toledo the shapeshifter just like magics into class and nobody else can see him and he just like walks up behind her he's like hey marnie it's me and it's during a test and she's like oh my fucking god i can't deal with you right now and the people are like uh who are you talking to oh my god stop disrupting the class and she's like oh my god 
oh, I can't deal with this. Leave me alone. Then she walks off into the hallway, and then the other wizard starts talking to her in her head and is like, Marnie, you must find the book. And she's like, can you stop it? <laughs> oh, my God. I just, like, failed another test. It was, like, the most important test of the semester. She had failed all of her other tests because of the stupid book stuff. So, you know, she's trying to have an actual life, and she is just like, I cannot put my life on hold, you people, and your dumbass book. And the whole reason why the book is not really that important is both of the wizards are bad. Both which of the I also bad? fucking I love. so. Yeah, because, so we have these two wizards, Michael Scott, who's, Michael like, Scott, 100 years old. The wizard what is named for Michael a wizard, Scott right? from The Office. And I know. every single time they said Michael Scott in that like dramatic tone, I was just kind of like, did you guys see The Office? <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. But we got Michael Scott, who is supposed to be the good wizard, but really he's like a person who wants to be good, but keeps doing bad stuff and did a really bad, horrible stuff in the past. Like he's the whole reason why our little animal friends were transformed from people into little wooden dolls. Uh-huh. Did they do something bad, and, though? Uh, they stole the book from him. Okay. And then he was like, ah, oh, your punishment. But get this, one of those animals is his son. Ooh. <gasps> anyway. Which one? Okay, so... Which one? Is We've got these animal characters. Let me... Yes. Yeah, I knew it's it was Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Anyway. Of course it's Wolfgang. But yeah, so we've got these little animal companions. First we got Elsa, the snake. Elsa. Who is girl. Did you get I it? hate it when she speaks. Sorry. Speaks. And her whole deal is she lacks trust. There's some kind of a thing where all of these little animals have to like... She lacks be, trust. Like overcome their personal troubles. And hers is she doesn't trust any... Trust. Trust. God, I hate it. <laughs> then we've got uh, the eagle, whatever his Edmund. I don't care. Yeah, he's voiced by Rick Mile, who I love. I love him. He was in Drop Dead Fred, which is a movie I really like. Too bad that the character is kind of meh. The character sucks. Yeah, it's okay to say that because uh, Rick Mile's dead now, so he can't. He's he not know. listening to this, right? I mean, he's dead now, so he could actually. Okay. Anyway, but. This eagle is the worst. He's like, looks so bad. And he's like the bumbling leader character who lacks humility. Ho, ho, ho. I hated him. Every time he talked, it was the worst. <laughs> Even though it was voiced by like a person I really like. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Then we have Alan Cumming, somehow. Yeah. Who's the bear. Who, wait. Tell me what he's Bruno been Bruno the bear. He was Nightcrawler. I thought he I was Nightcrawler. That. And I was like, is this Nightcrawler? As the voice of the bear. So that made his character. His character was so sweet. His whole thing was, I guess he was too sweet. And he just went along with all of his friends' ideas. Or so something. he needed to stick up for himself more? He needs some gumption or something. Well, it seemed to me like he was just really dumb. Yeah, he was kind of dumb, but he had such a good heart. Are they arguing He's that being dumb is somehow a sin? Anyway. It's so mean. He was just a nice person yeah. who had shitty friends. Not even that shitty. I mean, they stole the book for kind of. They stole the book from a bad person. It's a bad book. It's a good thing that they threw it away. Anyway, then we've got that guy from the Fan of the Opera, Simon Callow. I liked every time that he talked, even though every now and then he was a wolf character, Wolfgang, the wolf. I don't get and it. He was his howling name Wolfgang and I'm like, before it. he was turned into a wolf? I mean, I guess they were turned into animals Wait. based on stuff, so maybe why like, he was Michael Wolfgang. Scott? Why did Michael Scott name his son Wolfgang? He's Scottish. It was a cool name. And also Wolfgang had an accent, and I'm like, where did he get the accent? Yeah, was he sent away at a young age? From? I bet they anyway. didn't plan that ahead of time. Yeah, they definitely didn't. But he lacks a father. 
Wait, that's his, uh, like, sin or that's whatever? That's his thing. That's his thing. Well, really, it's that he, like, turned against his father because his dad was not giving him, like, so he wasn't going to give him the book is or what something. he lacked. Yeah, that's how... Because then he's... Oh, man, of course the lone wolf is always turning on them and trying to help the, the bad guy. Yeah. I hated his character for such a long time. But his redemption arc is really good. Because he, like, goes to see his dad, and his dad is like, Look, kid, I really fucked up. You were a young, a young man once... And I ruined your life. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm sorry about it. And Wolfgang is like, oh my god, thank you. Can you turn me back into a person? He's like, no. Why can't he? I wish I could. Because they, like, they have to find the book. Because they lost it. They stole it from him and then they lost it. That's why they were turned into animals. And once they find it again, with the help of the Chosen One, then they will be turned back. What does it never happens. The book just do, to spoil though? it for you. The book? Let me explain. Thank you. So, Michael Scott, the alchemist, is not a good person. He I didn't wanted think so, to be because, like okay, the... brief interjection. That actor never plays a good guy. Like, that actor was <laughs> in, um, uh, Session 9? Yeah, was he, like, the weirdo? He was the one who, you know, it's where they're stripping asbestos out of, like, an old mental institution. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, the head of the team. And he's supposed to be the good guy, and he's supposed to be, like, fighting the whatever monster or whatever but really all along he's been crazy and he's killing everybody (laughs) yeah plus he's so weird and he's always just like bothering her and stuff and being like you aren't doing a good enough job and she's like i'm fucking 11 years old yeah why is the chosen one a preteen 11 is like a special number through the whole thing oh my god that's so dumb so of course on her 11th birthday it's time for her to take on the burden that all these old people have made for her I don't really know what her, like, how she is related to them. I think it's some sort of, like, a generational thing where her great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother was the one who found the book. So now it's, like, handed down. One of them is going to be magical and help find find the book again. Anyway, none of that is explained, but I don't care about that. Uh Michael Scott is, like, he's not really terrible. It's just that he, like, really wanted power. He wanted to create life. He was an alchemist, and he combined all four elements and created a life from that. And that was Toledo the Shapeshifter, who is our big villain. Oh, I totally thought he was like Satan. He's just a Frankenstein's monster. And he thinks that he's the best. And he's like, I'm so powerful and cool. I'm going to make more people like me, I think, is why he wants the book, maybe. Or so, he just wants to explain his own existence to himself. Huh. Because I think as soon as Michael Scott like created him, he was like, what have I done? He's actually a pretty good character. So he combined earth, water, wind, and fire to make a human? Yes. Oh, I don't know. A magical about that. human. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm sure there was other magic involved. Anyway, but now it's all all the stuff he did is in this forbidden book of knowledge that then all the other people stole because they were like, "What's in this cool book that my dad thinks I shouldn't see?" Whatever, Dad. I don't care about you. Dad, I'm gonna steal that book. Actually, Wolfgang, like, uh, you know, after he has this nice talk with his dad, is like, no, I'm gonna help Marnie. I'm gonna do this the right way. I'm not gonna be a dick anymore. And then, like, as he's defending the book, fucking Toledo tosses him in the goddamn fire. Oh my god. And he dies. Wait. He fucking dies. Wolfgang dies? Wolfgang dies. I mean, he did. actually died on this show. He did betray them for, like, the whole season. But then, hey, he helped them this time and then died for it. Wow. That's the right way to have a redemption arc. Kill them at the end so they it's can't kind of intense for... Yeah, exactly. Um, it was quite intense. It was quite intense. Kids thing. 
Yeah, I liked it a lot. I was like, oh, thank goodness. They've gone somewhere cool. Then also, Toledo the Shapeshifter was really shitty for a few episodes. I was just like, oh my god, he's such a bumbling idiot. Because he kept doing this thing where he would shapeshift into something and try to befriend Marnie and be like, oh, I'm your buddy. And then, like, totally fail at it because he was so bad at actually interacting with people. <laughs> so first he started to be this hot kid at her school. And he was, was like, cute. Oh, Marnie. We're going to be friends. Yeah. yeah, he was super cute. I'm sure that if I were like so 11, I'd be like, I don't care if you're evil, whatever, let's Yeah, like, I'd be like, whoa, you're evil. That's even hotter. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. But of course, she saw right through him and was like, this dude is messed up. There's something wrong with him. I mean, for one thing, he, he follows them around a lot, her and her little friend. Like, that's creepy for one thing. He just shows up at places that they happen to be. Just like, okay, buddy. And then he also does stuff like lock her friend in a dungeon. Yeah for a little bit so he can have some alone time with her and she's like that's not cool and then her friend is like that wasn't cool y'all pulled this trick on me and she's like I wasn't involved so you know it started like a fight between her and her only friend so it's pretty understandable that she was like oh my god John Roberts fuck you yeah. dude I don't want to be involved with your weirdness and then after a while Toledo was like fuck uh can't do this anymore so then he was like i'll be a therapist this time and i'll talk to her about her mom or something oh seriously so you Whoa. see yeah, and he was terrible at that, too. He was so creepy. And she was like, uh, you're, I, I know you're Toledo. I know <laughs> it. Can you just stop it? And he's like, damn it, curses again. But then he came to her just as Toledo and was like, hey, kid, don't run away. Let me talk to you about how shitty Michael Scott is. And I mean, Michael Scott had been horrible to her the whole time. Like, I mean, he seemed like a good guy because we thought he was supposed to be a good guy. But then, like, he's been withholding information from her. Toledo brought up that he could have brought her mom back to life and stuff. It was just like, what? I mean, what? This guy could have done all kinds of stuff, but he wants you to get the book and that's all. I've only tried to be your friend so far. So he brought up some really good points about Michael Scott. I'm like, all right. Well, wait, what is that quote? You know, the best trick the devil pulled or something... Something, something. I mean, he's still a terrible person, and he wants the book for nefarious purposes. It's making you like think he doesn't exist? That's it. I mixed it up with that one about, I don't know, there are lots of quotes about the devil. Indeed. Devil's kind of like one of those those big things. <laughs> you know, one of those, you know, one of those topics. Yeah. But then eventually... I think his whole plan was to destroy her little animal friends using their opposites. And it didn't work at all. Using their opposites? It was opposites? a really stupid time. Yeah, like, he had these little eggs... And then when he tricked somebody into opening the book, which they found eventually, it, like, released evil into the world. Like Pandora's just happened, Sort of, but all it did was hatch these eggs. And then the eggs were full of just black versions of the animals that were, like, just evil. They're the same, but evil. But it wasn't like a, we're gonna replace you, it was just, we're gonna go kill you. And I'm like, wait, why do you want to kill them? Aren't they, like, basically not important? That's so weird. Why? Why any of it? It was really weird. I sort of feel like it was written a little bit on the fly, parts of it. Yeah, like, that one felt like they had these eggs, and we didn't know what was in them. And then they were like, what should we put in these eggs? I don't know. And I'm like, just put demons in it. Put what in it? Put demons in the egg. Just put demons in there. Oh, I thought you said bees. No. But that would also be better. Demon bees? Sting everybody. Demons? Demons. (laughs) Do you like that? You can use that if you want. No. (laughs) Come on! <laughs> you use it in the last Halloween. Just kind of... Uh, it's true. I could. Just get some beemons I'm always at a need. Uh-huh. Get the, the beemons. Do you have a monster that's, like, made of bees? Had one that was just wasps. Oh, well, that's scarier, actually. It is. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. I have a file on my computer that is just 
titled Bigfoot But Bees. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> and then you open it up, and it just says Bigfoot But Bees. <laughs> and you see it's the shape of Bigfoot, but it's all bees. And that's why he's so blurry in every shot. Because he's made out of bees. And that makes him so much scarier. So That's genius. Yeah, Brilliant. I think Benoit came up with it. That was no, I think Benoit said Bigfoot but bees, and I was like, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know, buddy. You're on the same. Wavelength. I know what you were thinking. What are the overall like themes that come throughout it? Because I was sort of like getting confused about what they were really going for with like an overarching message for the whole thing. I think they were talking about moral gray zones. Marnie was very much caught in the middle of like a battle between old people that really shouldn't have been a battle. They kept telling her to find this book, Uh but it turns out the book, I mean, you don't need the book. It's evil. Just destroy it. That kind of thing. So So, is it that they like wanted it to like make evil spells or is it that they wanted it so they could destroy it? It's not really clear why Michael Scott wants it at all, but it's tied into like a bunch of people who are kind of trapped in this weird thing. Like uh, there's this servant of both Toledo and Michael Scott, like this kind of double agent sort of, who is bound to both of them because the book was lost. Because I think he did something with the book or something. It's never really very clear. (laughs) But he's been alive for 1100 years and is like, please, I want to be dead. But until this book is found, he can't die. The same as until this book is found, the other people can't turn into people again. It's just a shitty book. But you have to find it because so many people are relying on you. Also, fucking spoilers. So I watched like half an episode of the second season. I was like, I'm out. And then I skipped to the last episode. At the very end, there's still animals. And then she's like, we have to destroy the book. It's the only way or whatever. I should not release evil into the world. And Michael Scott is dead at this point. So who cares? And the animals are like, if we destroy this book, we're going to be stuck this way forever. But I guess we have to. So they destroy the book. I'm sure they'll find some MacGuffin or something that will turn them back into people. But then the chick is like, bye, I can't hold on to you forever anymore. You go find some other chosen one. And she leaves them in a junk shop. She puts them back to sleep and she just puts them in a junk shop. And I'm like, what? What? But they're your friends. In the third season, is it a different person? There is no third season. Oh. It ended. That's terrible. She doesn't even, like, hand them down through her generation or anything. That's weird. I don't get it. I don't get why they would do that. But then at the very last second, it's like, oh, twist. Because somebody opens up the box, we don't see who, and they're like, now what do we do, master? And it's like, what? No. This is like somebody had some kind of idea and maybe, like, was owed a favor by someone who, like, runs something. Because I don't know how this pilot or, like, how the description of this show would get off the ground. Like, yeah. it just... Like, the first season wasn't great, uh-huh. but at least it had, like, a pretty good arc at the end. There was good character stuff. They actually killed somebody, who they brought back in the last episode of the second season, by the way. It was just suddenly, ah, oh, Wolfgang's back, and it's like, what? Wait, what? She's like, yeah, I learned how to bring people back from the dead somehow. Wait, why doesn't anybody bring her mom back from the dead? I think she did. Wait, what? Like, that was why she learned this. I didn't ever see her mom, but I think it was a horrible mistake. It was really bad. So then the second time, they were like, you used evil. Don't do it again. And she's like, it's okay. I'm good this time. I'm not doing it with evil intentions. And she brings back Wolfgang. And he's still a fucking wolf. And I'm like, oh, he was happy wherever he was. He wasn't a wolf anymore. And now you brought him back to live forever as a tiny wolf. 
Anyway, oh my it, God. it was a mess. It's so depressing. Something about this show, like, Marnie was never happy. The magic was just, like, a huge inconvenience instead of being something, like, cool and exciting. It was just like, oh, God, magic exists. Because it was magic that was, like, owned by these old people, and this dude kept telling her how to use it, and she was like, no, I'm going to use it however I want. He's like, no, you're using it wrong. And she's like, uh. Yeah. Anyway, what are your highs and lows? My high was she had found the book, and she didn't really know what to do, so she just kind of, like, put it in her backpack and went to school with it. (laughs) She was just carrying it around. And then the whole time, these two fucking wizards keep popping up places. This is when Toledo shows up in her classroom and is like, hey, bring me the book. Something that I really like is sometimes in a show when a bully gets, like, beat up by the main character or, like, otherwise defeated by the main character, then they kind of switch sides and are like, all right, you're all right. So at one point, she, like, accidentally hits this guy in the face with magic and he, like, gets a nosebleed. And then after that, he's, like, friends with her and it's really cute. And then the other bully is still mean to her and he's just like, dude, just quit it. And I'm like, oh, Dougie. <laughs> and he was great. I love that. That's cute. What about your low? Yeah. I think it was the animals. Yeah, it was definitely the animals. Like the design of they them. They were huge main characters. And they had such terrible designs And looking at them was hard, and I'm like, why do I have to look at them? And they didn't do anything, and they only ever served to, like, mess up her stuff because they didn't trust her the whole time. They were just like, we can go find the book on our own. And it's like, guys, this is kind of how you got into the situation you're in right now. I thought you liked Marnie. Why don't she just do, just follow her? So, like, their personalities were all terrible. They kept switching between liking her and not liking her and running away and not running away. I hate that. What were your highs and lows? Probably my low was the fact that, at least in all of the episodes I watched, Marnie was just, like, an insufferable whiner. That was definitely, She's kind of that way the whole time, anyway. Basically the whole time. And I guess it was just hard. But she gets better. Because the whole time you're just like, oh my god, stop. Yeah, like, be nice to your dad. He's really trying, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Try to be nice to him. Though, oh man, there was one time where she had had, like, a really horrible, stressful night. Because she had found the book or whatever, and it was terrible, and she didn't know what to do. And then she got into the car, and her dad was like, we're going to be late again. And she's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel you. Oh. I understand, kid. Oh, my God. You're stressed out. But, of course, like, he you doesn't really know any of it. Maybe she should have let him in on some of it or something. I don't know. Probably my high was that it was very scenic. It's true. It was a really Scottish pretty show. Because, you know, like, a, like, the, you know, the mm-hmm. scenery was really pretty. The castles and, like, the streets that were different and stuff. I have a feeling like if there was a part where they went back to America, I would probably like that way less. But Scotland was really pretty. I liked looking at Scotland. Um, so oh, mm-hmm. I also I also liked the fact that Marnie didn't know if she was actually seeing these animals move. Like, for parts of it, you can kind of tell, like, she might not be telling other people because she's kind of afraid oh, that of it's what not they'll real. say. She's kind of afraid that it isn't actually real, Ooh. that she's just imagining all of this. That was an interesting Because, like, her dad, the school's like, oh, we have to send your daughter to a therapist who turns out to be Toledo. And the school didn't actually call. It was a fake thing. Then he was like, well, I did find her Googling schizophrenia the other day. Oh, my God. Was she so actually? So stuff like that. Yeah, she was. She They didn't ever show it. They didn't really show a lot of the parts where she actually was like, I'm questioning my sanity. Oh but my it was God. clear that she was like definitely questioning if she is actually going insane because of the death of her mother. Oh. And that, I loved that. That's good. Like a character reacting to magic the way that I would react to magic, which is, Am oh. Am I crazy? Probably. I've lost it. I've totally lost yeah. it. Yeah. So what are we going to watch next time, Abby? Next time on the Sister Time podcast, we'll be watching Ocean Girl 
a show from 1994 about a woman, I mean girl, about a girl, <laughs> who communicates with whales? <laughs> this is what we know. That sounds Thank great. Thank you, Florian, for your suggestion. Thank you, Florian. <laughs> if you have a suggestion, send it to sistertimepodcast at gmail.com. If you send it to my other stuff, it might get lost. You should send it there. And thank you so much to Abby's Patreon supporters for making all of this possible. Um, so, Oh, next time, are we going to be together in one place? One of us should bring a microphone. Oh, yeah. Maybe. So we're going to do our show when, so December 7th-ish? Yeah, around then. Okay, cool, yeah. Because then we can have Mom and Guthrie in the background. And then we'll do one more before the end of the year, special Christmas Sister Time podcast. We'll figure out a Christmas show to watch. Yeah. There are so yep. many Christmas specials. I'm sure we can find a really great Christmas special. If you have a really good Christmas special to recommend, send it mm-hmm. our way. We'll watch it and tell you it's not that bad. Until next time. Goodbye. Keep magic in your hearts. Goodbye.